levity. They'll be brightly colored scrunchies. It won't be a bummer. I might make it a bummer. I'll try not to. Okay. Just pull me back from that. Welcome to the House Must Be Full podcast. I'm your host, Melita Little, and here for my very first guest of the season, Heather. Hello. She's back. NPR voice. She's a fan favorite. <laughs> You are a fan favorite. Everyone talks about your episodes to me. Oh my god, that makes me really happy. Yeah, and today we're covering <laughs> Tanner Island. Um, but first, I need to talk about where I was, where I've been. <laughs> I've been working hard. Yeah, you have. You've been on like a journey. Yeah, so I last season I recorded back to back every week. And I was so my life was either recording an episode, editing the episode, scheduling the next episode, taking notes on the next episode. Is that one of those things for like it was two intense months. Yeah, and you put yourself through like a lot. So I was like, I'm not doing that again. Yeah, no, I don't think you can sustain something like that for a long time. Yeah, so I've been recording leisurely. I've actually recorded more episodes before this recording, but mm-hmm. I decided that this episode is too great. Tanner Island is a classic, and I want it to be the first episode of, of season two. It's so, it might be my favorite episode of the whole show. Really? Even though it's so, rewatching it, like the, the Heather Flanagan of, the militant Heather Flanagan of 2020 is like, this is so problematic. It's also, maybe it's fascinating that you like it. the commercial. It's the commercial. It's a commercial for like commercial. a tropical, I didn't go on tropical. It was very little I didn't go on warm weather vacations True. as a kid. It was like an it is a, like a, there's definitely a fantasy in so many ways. Yeah, I've never ridden a dolphin. I mean, Spoiler I don't, alert for I don't want to. Do you want? Would you like to? If it wasn't so problematic and like sad, would you? Oh. If they enjoyed it, would you want to? Yeah, if the dolphin was if they, consent is consent is really important. Consent is key, guys. Yeah, so like if the dolphin was in <laughs> if a dolphin was someone, he was like, hey Heather, do you want to? Like, yeah. I would love that. <laughs> I would love that. Everything that they did, and like again, like I can't say how, like I have to say, like how deeply fucked up a lot of the episode is. But that being said, I would love to have done literally every single one of those activities except for golf. Mm. Although I, I've never been. We'll golfing. get there. Yeah, his idea of fun. Okay. Um, to first start, let's set the scene. So the last episode before this episode, they went. It was season two, episode twenty-two. Um, before this, they were in some resort town, and then they won the lottery, or the girls won the lottery illegally because they were too young. And then, and also, wait, was it the Vegas game, the slot machine it, episode? The slot machine episode, yeah. That was the end of season two. Yeah, and Jesse and Rebecca almost got married, but they got talked out of it. Yes. How long have Jesse and Rebecca been together? In this, they say months. In this episode, they talk about it's People? for the past few months. You've been talking about all this. Yeah. People got married way too quickly. People still get married way too quickly. That's not... It's They're still doing it. It's like, I was like with my People cousin just for like eight just years before I married him. Y'all just marrying anybody right now. Yeah, I don't... It's so expensive. You have to do taxes differently. Like, I mean, it's all turbo tax, but like, sorry. I'm, I'm not going to go on as many... TurboTax <laughs> Oh my god, that's a, did you read that um, ProPublica article about TurboTax? No. And the illegal, they're like scamming people, they're people, so many people qualify for free taxes, or free tax, like, yeah. to follow taxes for free, and they're scamming people, like, like for, scam them into paying for it, even though they qualify for free taxes, and make it really hard for them to get their money back when, once they find out they could have gotten free taxes. I didn't even know you could get free taxes until, like, last year. Yeah. <sighs> Happy tax season. Yeah. Do your taxes, awesome. guys. Also, yeah, the idea that it could be a lot simpler, but for some, the government wants us to do it this complicated way. So yeah. they, they know they know how much they we have our it. information. They just want us to do read it back to, or tell them. Right. 
so we can get in trouble maybe for yeah. telling it wrong. Right. Makes it super complicated. Go after the billionaires. Please. We're so oh, <laughs> we have a timer too. We have to leave okay. at a certain time. We have to eat too. Um Okay, so that's this episode before this, and then the episode after this is the DJ's first ep- day of middle school, which is what we covered last season. So deep. There's a vest in this episode, too. In the very beginning, she, DJ's wearing a vest. That's like a prelude to the next episode yeah. of her vest in that. <laughs> dressed like a like middle cry. school teacher. I'm um, too tender. Oh, she really did. Yeah. Yeah. Dress like that. So that's, that's where we are. It's season three, episode one. And the synopsis is to celebrate the two year anniversary of the day when Jesse and Joey moved in to help out with his daughters. Danny surprises his family with, and his co host with a special trip to Hawaii. It's sponsored by Northwest Airlines. Accommodations <laughs> are provided by Turtle Bay, Hilton, and Country Club. <laughs> it's a sponsored episode, guys. SwanCon. And it and it worked as like we were discussing before the before we started recording this like when I went online to do my research on multiple forums like TripAdvisor and a site called Brides of Brides that I never encountered before people were like hey where's that spot in Hawaii that Jesse and Becky were like because I want to go there so like literally that advertisement is still working like twenty or more years like no how many. 30. No, like 30 no, years No, 30 later. something. Oh Over 30. God, yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay, like 30 years. No, I was thinking, yeah, it's, it's 30. Yeah, 30. Almost exactly 30. Maybe 31. It really worked, though, because that's where I want to go for my honeymoon. Because of this episode? I feel like, no. The, I mean, I want to go because I'm interested in, like... <laughs> this is, like, very dorky. I'm interested in permaculture and in, like, their different agricultural styles that involved, like, a more sustainable... Can you get that when you visit? Are you going to get that education? I think or so. Or experience? I, like, uh, I've, like, met people from Waterkeeper Oahu, and, like, because of the job that I used to have, I feel like I, like, um, you know, they're... There are places that you can go visit that are like more that are farms that are managed in a sustainable way and that are like harkening back to older traditions of um, resource management. Uh, so like yeah, I think I think that that is like an accessible, accessible. thing. But I I I mean that's something like I still have not gone on this trip to Hawaii and I still have a lot of weirdness about like the idea of being um, you know yeah like a a colonizer effectively going to visit this place that's like suffered from the effects of colonization so heavily. You know, like this whole country is that though. So keep that right. in mind. No, well, I mean, that's how I feel. I mean, I, I literally think about that like every day because right. I'm a bummer. Um, All right, so let's get into the scene by scene breakdown. Okay, so the first scene is the cold open where Danny and the girl surprise Joey and Jesse with the cake. And it's the anniversary of the day they joined the house. And I want to play a clip of this part because Danny says they can never leave. Yeah, that does go. And then Jesse's theory. like, "We can never leave." He's like, "No, you can never leave." This there's a lot in this episode about the house. It's just a lot of like support for my theory in this episode. It's true because they leave the house physically, but spiritually they can. Never there's a lot leave of spiritual it, things that happen in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Because they say this island, I think it's a, it's the house that's doing some things later on. Why are they doing this? I don't know. Boys, come with me. Today is the anniversary of the day we all became a family. As you know, you guys moved in here a couple years ago to help me out for a couple months. 
Now, of course, you can never leave. <laughs> We're happy to be here. We love you very much. We can never leave. That's right. And to celebrate, I have planned seven days and seven nights of nonstop family fun. In Hawaii. Yeah! So yeah, that's there's that moment, and then to celebrate, they he planned a trip to Hawaii, and Rebecca is invited, which is wild to me. How much? Okay, how much does this vacation cost? Did you let's do, do you the math. Think? Um, plane ticket from San Francisco to Hawaii it's how much? Do you? Do people on the West Coast go to Hawaii the way that people on the East Coast go to the Caribbean? And I don't it, think so. It's, it's affordable, or maybe maybe affordable a little bit more frequently marks? than we do. I don't know. Because it's just yeah inconceivable to me inconceivable as a child that so like, want to play for your whole family plus your best friend right. and then plus your co-worker just because she's dating your brother-in-law can't fathom that i like i don't know if i ever How much money a is vacation danny that required is this responsible a can he afford this vacation is, can Danny afford this vacation? I mean, like, considering how good the vacations they go on, you can't be making that much money as, like, a local TV he personality. He has a single. Maybe the wife... Had, no. Because Jesse's an exterminator. He's an exterminator. And Papuli, I don't know what Darren his Greece. industry was, yeah. but, like, yeah, I don't think they were supposed to be, like, wealthy. I, I, it's a rich kid vacation to me. Like it's, and I, I say this as, like, I'm not trying to hide my, like, real socioeconomic identity, but just, like, for my childhood like the idea of going on a vacation to Hawaii and that you would buy a plane ticket without people knowing mm-hmm. and it seems like it's on a whim maybe he did I mean he knew this date was coming up this set date yeah. but maybe he planned it but like but also he, he definitely bought Becky's ticket because right. they weren't, haven't been dating that long at pre 9-11 was it easier to like exchange a ticket or something so like if you bought a ticket and couldn't use it like my question is like what if becky had something she couldn't miss mm-hmm. or, like, and maybe she can yeah what if she can go every time i watch a, a program where someone buys you a plane ticket to somewhere to the logistics it gives me anxiety to yes, think about it, <laughs> it doesn't make me feel good about it. it's like <laughs> what about god does she have the vacation days to do that yes i'm glad i'm not the only one and it's like i realize there's so if you try to poke all the holes in full house of what's realistic or not like it's gonna be that's why it's supernatural that's why it went a supernatural route because logistically there are too many holes yeah you gotta find out someone's i mean he would was he the producer on wake up no he wasn't maybe he got an ap pto promotion that he got the ep label that made him Mm. able to know that but still, and get that money. I just and how much does a plane ticket cost back then? More or less than now? Definitely less, for sure less. But like not because of and inflation, that, like, but was it cheaper? Less to free, fly? less fees for like baggage oh, and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Flying on a plane just like is not something I did much as a kid. Same. <laughs> um, so um, I just want to point out that Becky's looking great. She's wearing a dark brown long um, t-shirt dress and black leggings and some slide-in black mules. And I missed that. I didn't notice because I was great. so Go focused back. on their vacation outfit. I'll post it on Instagram. And um, they're drinking room temperature red drink of some kind. Perhaps it's Hawaiian punch. Right. Is it the would, reference to that? Maybe. I don't track. know. But it's like room temperature red drink with no ice on the table. Gross. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to drink. Oh, wait. No. Hawaiian punch isn't a soda. No. It's a, juice. Allowed, it's a punch. But I was not allowed to drink it anyway. Oh, we drink it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like restricted. Actually, no, it was, it was like it was name brand. We just had Kool-Aid. We didn't. We rarely had like a name brand yeah. or anything. If there was a party, my parents would buy the off-brand sodas, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they were fine. We had the Czech soda in the South. Did you have Czech? No, I feel like there was something called, like, Dr. Shasta or something. Shasta. Shasta. Yeah. 
Um, we didn't have those. <laughs> um, we had that. Check and Fago was in on Fago. Oh, very insane clown posse. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm part of I'm nice. I'm part of the, the family. Is that what they call You're it? part of the family. You're a juggalo. <laughs> I'm a juggalo. Aren't we all secretly? <laughs> I, just, I love the makeup. I actually love the idea that you're a secret juggalo. <laughs> I love my They're Fago. Like, kind of pro left causes. Like I feel like they were marching for like uh, I don't know. They were like yeah, in like tandem a, with like queer rights at yeah it was something yeah it's like yeah queer rights or abortion or something they were like in line with something yeah that was I very was, progressive i was happy to hear that like it's not what you would i'm interested think, to perhaps. hear like what they're who they're gonna vote for it's <laughs> a good question <laughs> go to the gathering and just like find out <laughs> let's go to a juggalo <laughs> gathering i would I don't would, tempt me i would too oh i'm scared though because uh, would you go to the idea of like that or burning even Coachella I wouldn't go to I don't like the idea of like being outside I've never too gone to like a cool outdoor festival because I'm deeply uncool like I, it's not even that it's like, I don't want to be uncomfortable like I need like a real running water and like plumbing yeah. I take like an like I'm very environmental as you know but like my one weakness is that I take like a very long shower every night to quiet the anxious thoughts mm-hmm. before I go to sleep like, yeah it's the only way right <laughs> I haven't been re- doing that recently this is my art therapist has gotten me into taking my time like you got the same therapist. Um, same therapist. She, yeah, she's like challenged me. Like, why? Like, I was like, oh, I have to take a shower. I have to do it like as like really quickly. And she's like, why don't you like see how long it takes you to take a shower? Like, see how long you can take a shower. Just like really take your time. See how long you can. T- she's wash your advocated face. for a long shower. Yeah, like, like a long washing your face. Just like, what if you don't uh, rush? What if you just like see how long you can just? She's the or best. How slowly you can do it. It's just like, and then I was like, and then what? It's like just see how long it takes. <laughs> I love her so much. But my thoughts. She's a good manicure. She's got lovely, like, linen-like outfits. She's very, like, she's, like, a very flowy on Becky-esque character. Her outfits are very flowy. Like what Becky was wearing this episode. Do you think she'll ever listen to this podcast? I think she meant she hinted at she might before, but it was before I, I think it was before the first episode came out. Does she know that she knows fans of her um, wardrobe? No. her outfit she I said really i was fashionable i told you she told me it was, fa- it was fashionable. please don't like listen to so. this i'm gonna tell her not to listen to it i'm gonna, I'm gonna make sure she doesn't listen to this <laughs> holy god okay i have to let's move on but we but if you but if you do listen to this we do love you we we, we appreciate we you. you thank yeah. you for helping us thank you we need it this unless now it's like continuously really disturbed and like off off balance things <laughs> but it's working guys um Speaking of fashion, DJ's wearing a vest, and it's a good precursor or, like, hint to the next episode where mm-hmm. she gets teased for wearing vests and looking like a middle school teacher. A middle-aged <laughs> middle school teacher. But vests are cool. I mean, embroidered all... vest. She's wearing an embroidered vest. I'm, I know episode. I'm not supposed to get into too many tangents, but I've gotten really into embroidery lately. Mm-hmm. And I think you, yeah, I think you might have talked about it last year. I, I love embroidery, and I've been, like, doing it a lot, and so I feel like I'm very pro her embroidered vest. Good for her. Yeah, she knows about fine craftsmanship it's, it's true it is really an art um all right so they're all happy um and rebecca invited she wants to be she wants it to be romantic and already jesse is more concerned about the elvis of it all and he they're already like up. not on the same page yeah like he fucked up disney world too he's not good at taking her on a romantic he's not a very like present person no it's like it's tough because i feel really like it is about he's the star of the relationship. Or he wants to be the star. Yeah. And he's, I think he's threatened by Becky's, like, attractiveness, and that's why he makes little digs about her hair. 
Her making digs about her hair were rude, especially when she had such a great scrunchie. She has a great scrunchie. It was it like was so colorful? He wish I think he's jealous that he can't. I think he would. He if he were like a more like progressive man, he would. He would wear a scrunchie, at least like a ponytail or something. Would he explore a more femme side of himself? Oh, for sure. Based on the pastels he he wore and like. I don't know. He like seemed like not concerned about looking '90s masculine, so he's like more. His mind is more open to other forms of masculinity. And then they arrive. The next year, they arrive to Hawaii in a van, mm-hmm. and they're all obsessively taking pictures of you, uh, p- taking pictures of each other, getting on the van, like very like excited. <laughs> yeah. They all have their own camera, and they're all taking yeah. ki- pictures of, of each analog, other. Analog, of course, it's an analog camera. As they exit the van, and Joey, okay, let's, this is a lot to unpack. But we'll, let's go beat by beat. Okay, um, Joey makes eye contact. And falls in love with the woman at the hotel instantly. She just makes yes. eye contact, she smiles and winks, and he thinks that means she's in love with him. And it's obviously, you know, I have to say this because I'm heavy handed. It's this like very Western idea of a native Hawaiian woman who's like scantily dressed and like, you know, they're giving out the lays, and it's this exoticized portrayal of a lady. And I do feel like. I do love Uncle Joey. Like, who can forget Mr. Woodchuck and, like, the Paul Poundstone affect of his <laughs> creations, which I love. But then it's like, yeah, this is like a, you know, this plays into this Western fantasy of, like, what Hawaii is, what Hawaiian women are like, the idea of, like, Native women who are sexually available and who are um, just jonesing for some Joey Ew, it's so gross yeah. when I said that. I didn't Don't say know that. How I'll, to I'll bleep it, it out. I'm going to bleep that. Don't um, play. Yes. <laughs> and then... Gross. That plus, like, I also see, like... It's not just, like... I saw it as, like, a, her as, like, a stand-in for all women. And, like, mm-hmm. how some... A certain type of man, like, abuses the kindness of women. Yes. And takes advantage of the kindness of women. And for their own pleasure. And they have their own narrative in, in their mind that they subject women around them to it. Yeah. So I feel like Joey, like, she... Like, even, like, I feel like we should have the right to just smile at someone. Or even, like, be playful yes. and wink and flirt and, yes. like, like, not have them obsessed over us and say, like, I love you after, based on, yes. like, some flirtation. So much of what, like, and you brought this up when we were talking earlier, like, you know, just women being nice to a man at all is taken as, like, interest. And it's like, this is just how I am to people. Yeah. I'm just and it's being like, a polite human. Do not take that for, like, I'm in, I'm into it. It's made me, like, clam up. I'm already, like, an anxious yeah. person in general. And, like, it makes me, like, not as open and eye contacty as I would want to be. Because I feel like I'm, I I'm, my heart can't take that right now. Yeah. and <laughs> My like, nerves can't take that. As, like, a fat woman, like, and I say fat in the sense of, you know, reclaiming that term and et cetera. It's like, I feel like when you're friendly to me, like I'm friendly to people when I meet them and they have this idea that like, oh no, I have to like, um, make sure that you, you don't think I'm like into you back. And so it's like, they like, they, so I feel like I've had the response of, of dudes being like, oh yeah, like, um, I, I have to ward you away because I'm not interested in you sexually. And I'm like, I'm just like being polite. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm not interested in you at all. Communication guys. Like more yeah. verbal communication. Yeah. Or like work communication with words instead of assuming things about people, please. That's true. Men just be just be cool. I mean yeah, people cool people of all genders just be cool, but like if you're a, if you're that kind of guy, like listen, most women are not necessarily into you. You can just be polite. Okay, and then yeah, it made me like think about how deprived of love and affection Joey is. That the first woman that makes eye contact with him, like he 
is instantly. Yeah. Because he's the, he's the first person he sees when he gets out the van. Yeah. Aloha, little girl. Aloha, lady. I see your belly button. Did you see that girl? First she smiled at me, and then she winked at me, and then she turned into someone else. I hate when that happens. Joey has middle child vibes. He has neglected middle child vibes. Oh, yeah. And then me and my friend Kenny, like, in this episode, we'll, we do a deep dive into Joey, because it's, like, all about Joey almost moving out of the house. Oh, yeah, that one. It's really, yeah, it's a deep <gasps> episode. That's a good one. Um... Okay, so then we, we learned about the clipboard of fun, and Danny wants them to do everything together. Mm, he, has very, he has attachment mm-hmm. issues, um, and he wants them to take, fun, take turns having fun. Yeah, like they all get a turn. It's democratic. They all get a turn at doing the thing that they like. Like, like he's like, also acknowledging that like it's you have to take, you're not, we're not going to have fun while you have fun. Like yeah. we, have to, we have to suffer. You've just sit in this golf cart being very bored that Joey is golfing. And like their children, they can't drink. Yeah, let's talk about that. <laughs> like, because like Joey, like Joey gets to go first and Joey's choice is to go golfing. And they all that just, resort has a golf course. So I feel like more of the commercial is happening. There. So yeah, it's like, yeah. It's, oh, it's a whole commercial. Every, like everything they do is a commercial. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and then they're all sitting in the golf cart watching, like reading magazines. Everyone's reading magazines except Michelle's reading Cat in the Hat or she's looking at the pictures in Cat in the Hat because I don't think she can read yet. <laughs> <laughs> and Danny is not reading a magazine. Danny's just looking at Joey to play golf. Oh my god! Danny just has the clipboard, just looking and smiling at Joey. He's just like trying to engage with the activity, but in a horrifying way. In a or it's so creepy. I feel like drinking in a golf cart seems fun. Like to me, I'm like, okay, like that. That seems like kind of cool if someone else is driving the cart. But golf seems so boring. Just looking at him, yeah, to make sure he's having fun. Is he keeping score? We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Um, so that's all I have about that one and then we don't know I think it's Danny I's idea but I, I'm assuming I'm gonna like tell you who I think's ideas was too because after a while we, they don't say whose idea was what oh, so yeah. I think the next one is Danny's idea he wants to learn about Hawaiian culture yeah I, that's very Danny I think um, and this is where we learned about the Minahune Minahune <laughs> the Minahune <laughs> and and can you do you talk want a little about it my ancient aliens sort of theory that yeah. I like also I, I like I've done a little bit of googling and research so like because I, I think you and I both googled like Minahune and like so they're theoretically this like uh ancient race or mythological people that inhabited hawaii and they're you know they're supposedly little people who um are friendly they help you when you're in a jam is like how full house puts it and then like if you look into the mythology a little more they supposedly like construct things and they do these like feats of architecture or construction and then it's like they disappear they live in the forests like um and the thing that struck me listening to it was like how those like ancient aliens type shows and all these other things are like oh these like ancient cultures in africa or like I don't know. In other, I like have not watched a lot of episodes of the show. Just a, oh, how just dare a few. you! <laughs> <laughs> but it's like what? Like these like various cultures in Africa could never have made this thing. Like it must have been oh, aliens. Yeah. And it's like it's so racist. And I even read one suggestion that the Menahunes were not 
they did that they maybe didn't exist in mythology before colonization but i'm not sure that that's true or not like i think i think there's like disagreement about it so to me i was sort of like is this idea that like oh there are feats of uh construction that like you know, exist on the Hawaiian islands that it's like, oh, it couldn't have been done by the like native people that we encountered. It must have been a magical race or a mm-hmm. mythological thing. Because there's no way they could be that smart and talented right. to do this themselves. It has to be like some other element. Yeah. And even like there were, there were all these like Western um, anthropologists and stuff that were like, oh, there's no way that like Hawaiians just sailed on canoes. Mm. Oh, these, right. Yeah. These long ways across the ocean. And then finally with like um, Hokulea, the canoe, like they were able to prove it in like the 1970s. Like people would do test voyages and are like, yeah, no, Polynesian wayfinding is like a real ass thing. They were able to travel great distances. So like, I think a lot of that to me suggests this like minimizing of the talent of like the indigenous people of Hawaii to like do things. And also weirdly in a way I was like, okay, it reminds me of like leprechauns mm-hmm. and how like figures that were part of pre-Christian um, religion and mythology and stuff become these like cute characters right? versus like what they used to be as a part of religion and like taken more seriously. So I feel like, I don't know, a lot more Manahuna Googling to do, I think. Like- <laughs> No, it's a Menahuni. According to the ancient legend, they were the first people to inhabit the Hawaiian Islands. The Menahunis have magical powers and they help people when they're in trouble. But only if you really believe in them. I do believe, I do believe. I want to meet a Menahuni. Steph, Menahunis are make-believe, like Mickey Mouse. Oh, yeah. Then how come at Disneyland we shook hands with Mickey? Did you shake hands with a make-believe mouse? No. Well, yeah. I don't know. I think you do know. Poor kid. Can't tell the difference between real and make-believe. This is just the typical You can run an essay for this episode. Yeah, and Stephanie takes to the idea of Manahuni right away. And Mm -hmm. I have a theory. Well, I've had a theory for a while, and I think I talked about it last season, about how I think Stephanie has the strongest connection to the house and, like, the strongest, like, spiritual Mm. attachments besides Danny. I feel like she is, like, the next vessel to keep people in the house. And that's why she's so, like, spiritually open to the idea of something that's not seen or heard or logical. Yeah, that makes total sense. Um, so that's like, I think that's why Stephanie, Stephanie, like in this episode, is like all board right away with the Minahune and like mm-hmm. they're alive and they're gonna help them and they're like, she's gonna see them and like she believes. She's a believer. Yeah. Right away. Um, and then the next scene is the swimming with dolphins. And Danny <sighs> says they have exactly an hour and 20 minutes to meet 57 varieties of marine life. He ha- they have an hour. <laughs> I've taken longer dumps. <laughs> than that like time he he's a lot of them to sit or like to meet these animals like what possessed him like why that i'm not it's i guess he's reading out of a brochure at an aquarium or something like i'm i'm unclear i wonder like what would have happened if danny got help the i like it's like so much of life i'm just like what if people what if people went to liz what if they got real mental health What am I? T- <laughs> mental health issue. Maybe he hasn't grieved properly. I'm. I'm committed. No one in the house grieved at all. Properly. I mean, how soon after his wife's death did everyone move in? Oh, I need to go back. It was really quickly. It was yeah. either a couple weeks, I think. 
It was a couple of weeks. The, yeah, no, the the grandma came right away. And then right after she left, the day she left, the guys came. Yeah. So they were never like alone. Or like alone to deal with the grief. Yeah, they don't really show the moments of... I mean, obviously it gets checked occasionally. There'll be sad moments and the touching mm-hmm. music comes on dealing yeah. with the grief. But like... Having gone through even smaller, I mean, like they don't even mention her at all. Like, oh, mom would have loved this, or like, you know. Yeah, I I feel like it's like, oh, you guys should have been. I mean, people handle grief differently, but I'm like, I feel like this should have cast a pall much longer than it did. Mm-hmm. Like, I would be a disaster. Like, even for smaller uh, losses in my life, I, I think that's like why the, their people. disorder comes out in different ways. Which yeah. they're like, um their attachment to each other and like their codependence mm-hmm. i think that's where it comes out instead of like actual like crying and yeah anger and acting out with the girls sort of i mean they're all like they're all i think all their like mental tics and flaws are like a result of the trauma it's so interesting that you're bringing this up because like now that i think about it it's like so much television programming and movies and everything are like it's like i'm an orphan or i've you know there's one parent that's been lost like i feel like that's so common throughout media and i don't know that people's like depictions of how that feels or like the ripple effects that it has like i feel like we're starting to get better maybe representations of of like i don't know how deep of a trauma that that yeah could, could really cause but like I don't know, like, losing a parent as a kid is, like, really traumatic, and losing a partner is really traumatic, and, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like it would be hard to make a show where you just talk about that all the time, because it would be, like, the bummer of real life, where you're just, like, sad, and it's hard to get out of bed, and all those things. So, like, you know, I don't know how you make a fun show. I mean, I think it's <laughs> like, of sort that, of, but... either, like, Bojack Horseman-type sad mm. and deep and melancholy or like an episode like Steven Universe is really good about like having like moments or episodes where like they deal with the trauma I've only seen like the one episode that you showed me oh, and I was so like great. this is such a wonderful show it's I so should, great I um, should watch it yeah like his mom died quote unquote she, mm-hmm. she was a gem a crystal gem and she destroyed herself um, okay but yeah and like so like he has to deal with like the fact that he never knew his mom and she's in him like she he like inherited Damn. her part of her Damn. and has to live up to her um so yeah anyway <laughs> um oh yeah the dolphins they they have an hour and 20 minutes to swim with dolphins <laughs> and we get that little cute commercial you said you yeah you would swim with dolphins a thousand percent if they, i would not if they consented if they consented okay with that if they asked me i wouldn't I would get, i'm too spooked i think i was like the instability like it looks scary I I I just like I don't know I'm like an ocean person. Oh right, you are. That's true. Yeah, I'm like a water person. So like uh, I'm a salt water person. Are you a water sign? Um, no, I'm an air sign because I'm a Libra. Oh right, me too. Right, yeah, that's right. And I'm a I'm a Gemini rising, and uh, my moon sign is Scorpio. If you if you'd like to know, I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> I think I have a deep emotional side that has like a little bit of bite or lashing out to it. Is the Scorpio okay. piece to it? I know I'm a Virgo rising and hmm. Aquarius something, the other one. Hmm. And I'm a Libra. It's my sun sign. I I mostly just know what it like it is about your sun sign, but I think like your yeah, your like moon sign is like your deep emotional state. It's it speaks to like the emotion in you. I don't know. We need some like 
I don't know, queer astrologists or something. We I'm some lesbian astrologists on the by show. my tarot card experience. Oh, I'm gonna like, yes. oh, I have to be like a very gentle reintroduction into spirituality, crystal, whatever. That, that was wrong. Seeing and unseen. We're not gonna talk about it now. Yeah. I had a bad tarot card reading. It's fucked up. But we had a good um, aura reading. Where our auras were exactly the same. It was exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, we're both sad and concerned and empathetic. It's like, oh, you live in New York City and you, oh, your aura says you're kind of anxious. Like, no shit. Yeah, we live under you. capitalism. Like, of course I'm anxious. We're all under the strain of capitalism. So, yeah. of course. <laughs> 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 fuzzy. How dare you? Um, and then it's Jesse's turn and he visits a tree that was passed by in one of his movies. And he poses for a picture and they're all bored. Yeah. I would be bored too. Yeah. I mean, well, okay. I I don't care about like sites that appeared in Elvis movies, but like if it is just a thinly veiled walk through a tropical ecosystem. True. You know, I would enjoy that, but I feel like that's not. But also someone has to lug around Michelle the whole time. Yeah. And if you're not into plants, like I'm very into plants, (laughs) so I would just be like, ooh, like that's like I don't know. I don't think they had that kind of care. They didn't have that they didn't have a botanist with them to like point things to out. To be really excited about that, yeah. Yeah, so I think they just, like, walked and just ignored and just, like, looked at the ground because they didn't have cell phones in. Yeah. If I was a kid, I was not interested... I was not very interested in plant stuff when I was a kid. It's hot. And then the next scene is someone, we don't know who, wanted to go rowing. Um, I think it's one of the girls. It has to be either DJ or Stephanie, maybe Michelle. I think Michelle wanted to go see the dolphins, and then I think you see either DJ or Does Michelle go on the dolphins. Though? She's like she pets. She's like sits with Joey and like okay pets a dolphin or feeds a dolphin. I thought that it was the two girls that wanted to do the dolphins, and I have a behind the scenes reason for that as well. Okay. Is because Jodie Sweeten, there's like a video. I feel like on I've Instagram. Seen it. Yeah. I've okay. Seen it. I watched that like today. <laughs> she's like wants to like tape the scene over and over again because she's so excited about yeah. riding with the dolphins. But uh, yeah, but in the show, like, which was it? DJ Stephanie and Michelle who decided who wanted to go see the dolphins? Because the next one is the rowing, and I doubt Michelle wants to go rowing on a boat. I think it's either DJ, maybe DJ wants to go rowing. Oh, because oh, Joey was already the golf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? I don't know. And I don't know if Becky got to choose. Anything. Oh, that's fucked up. <laughs> um, so yes, it, yes. Mm. One, I think one of the girls wanted to go rowing, and then while they're rowing, Joey sees the girl riding by on a bike, and he jumps into the water. I think Joey is disturbed. I think this is more of an indictment on Joey than it is their sexualization of. It's bo- it can women. be both. It can be both. It can be both. The show is sexualizing like native women, and also Joey is an insult. <laughs> Joey is definitely Joey's a nice guy. Joey is like he's not a full on insult, but like but he can be red pilled really easily. Yeah, like he's like, like he on the border, like to the internet, like one bad date and like too long already. He's like right there, ready to switch. Yeah, I mean it's terrifying thinking about the male comedians of the of the. Oh 90s. yeah, he would have defended happened? all these guys who are being me too. He would just like, well, what are you like? Can't talk to women now. Can't what? say anything so PC. I, <laughs> I really like your male comic voice. Really? Oh yeah, that's my standard man voice. <laughs> 
Oh, that's Sit. it? Okay. <laughs> no, it's just me. Again, me coming on this podcast is just me cackling. Um, <laughs> I love it. It makes me feel better. Um, <laughs> I'm your laugh track. Um, it's just not a healthy situation for any of them. To like, also, they're around each other all day long. Like, they took the long flight there together. They're spending all day together. They're in this boat together. And, like, they're going to snap. They did snap later on. Yeah. Um, I mean, every family vacation... There's moments where you're going to snap. Like the one time that I that I feel like my family went on a like trip analogous to this was like after I graduated high school, we went to like Disney World, um, a place I had never been to before and was 17 and kind of horny. So like I didn't want to go oh, right. to like Disney it. World with my family. I think you told us that. In oh, this, I think I said the that Disney World last, episode. Yes. I was just like, I want to like get felt up. Like I'm not trying to like <laughs> go to Disney World with my family. <laughs> I was like, I've never kissed anyone. I'm ready to live. Horny horny time. (laughs) Horny and horny time for for, for girls. So. A lot going on. Yeah, but like, I feel like there were definitely like. I feel like my dad was a Danny Tanner at the time, and he. I don't think. I don't know if he had an actual clipboard, but I feel like it was like an agenda of family fun. And like, there were definitely like fights that happened because it's like, you're you're not used to spending. All that time time. together. And it it, like it's it seems stressful to plan a vacation for a family. You're gonna be waiting in lines, there's gonna be all that. Like even when yeah, when I plan vacations with like I'm planning a vacation with me and my sister and I'm planning a vacation with I'm planning or helping plan. We're going to Chicago for a little bit. Mm. Um and I'm also planning a group trip to Wyoming for next year. What are you going to do in Wyoming? Go. It's like my my theater camp friends. We're gonna go. We went to Jackson, um, Joshua Tree, a couple oh, years ago, okay. and we're gonna go to um, Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Together. Oh, okay. And I want to like kick off that planning, and it's stressful. One, the planning yeah. is stressful, and also you do get like emotionally attached to your schedule that you've created. Have you seen Wine Country? I think it was the name of that Amy Poehler movie with all. Oh no, I never saw it. Was but it like good? she's like a type A, like she planned the whole thing. She she gets very like angry or like annoyed when they try to go they go against her plans yeah so you, you put a lot of thought into it and like an emotional labor into into yeah. your agenda but also like the fact that he didn't like plan in time to be alone yeah is insane I, I think it seems hard like i'm not a planner i'm really bad at that kind of thing so like occasionally i'll like be the person in that role which is like stressful for me but i think like you know it's like people will be the planner in their group. Even my parents have that with like their friends or something. And I feel like um, that person can be a stressful type A person who's doing the planning. But at the same time, it's like, well, would any of this have even happened if I didn't plan it? Because exactly. like the rest of you are certainly not going to plan this trip. Like, it's I'm, like a stalemate where people are like, yeah, but chicken runs. People are going to see like who's going to do it first. And then like the first person who acts is like the de facto right. leader. And then it's like, well, okay, it's like stressful because you're following their agenda. But then it's like, well, did you try to make an agenda? So like, mm. I think it's it's tense on many sides. It's like, oh my god, that feeling when like you plan like a, a like an outing or something on a trip, and then like someone's like, well, why would we do this business? And it's like, and they don't they don't want to like plan that happening because it's one thing to just say, oh, let's go here, but like, right. are you gonna like look up the directions? Are you gonna look at the prices? Are you gonna buy the tickets? Like, yes, can you, that's a lot of work. And like, they, and then never happens where they like will take on that role. And it's like, oh. Like, I always feel like it's going to be on me to, like, add in their new agenda to win. It's, like, very yeah. stressful. 
I feel like I the attitude I try to feel have because like I'm not a planner is to be like okay like I'm not a planner but like I know that about myself so like if I do somebody else's plans like I have to be game I mm-hmm. have to go along with it because like I didn't put the work in to do this exactly and you have a suggestion you have to look at least look at the directions and like see if it's feasible and look at the timing yeah. like you I don't know people just don't think about how long it takes to get from point A to point P and like oh, do you have to make reservations and it's a whole thing. So we're sympathetic to Danny, even though like the clipboard of family fun is much maligned. Mm-hmm. We're, and he's, we're somewhat sympathetic. He's also, yeah, he's very codependent. He needs to be, he's like a cat. He can't be alone. No, my I'm thinking about my friend's cat. My friend's cat has like separation anxiety. Oh. Um, so I was thinking about, he's like that kind of cat. Because <laughs> the other cats are not like that. Um, so the next one is, they're on the, that boat, that little dinghy. And Danny is the skipper. And... They're supposed to be sailing towards the island named Pua um, for a Polynesian hula and dinner. Um, and then it turns out Danny's been sailing towards a crumb the entire time. Potato Ship Island. Skipper, we've been out here for hours. Danny, do you even have a clue where we are? Ahoy, mateys, gather around you, Skipper. Aye, aye, Skipper. According to my map, we should be arriving any minute at the beautiful island of Pua for a picnic on the beach and a Polynesian show. Which island? This island. Hey, where'd the island go? It's on your finger, Dad. Ahoy, mateys. Your skipper has been sailing all morning to a potato chip crumb. Dad, are we lost? Oh, of course not. (laughs) We're exactly uh, two hours and 46 minutes due this way of our hotel. Look, an island. And then I have a theory that someone wanted to get lost. Someone on that boat wanted to get lost. Pua is not a real island as far as I Google. <laughs> I could not find any results for it. Is this whole episode a beaver dream? I mean, it, it. the thing is, like, that theory holds a lot of water because it's like we get into a whole Gilligan's Island with Family Robinson fantasy. There's, there's this, like, fantasy island name check, like... They do a bit later at the plane, the plane bit. Like, it does. It, there is something about it that's like very much like a dream. Yeah, but I do think like someone wanted to get lost. Well, as we go through it, like I just want to look at like who's acting weird and doing weird stuff because mm. is it Danny? Because how could he not notice? That? Who let this man captain a boat? Like Michelle didn't like. <laughs> they didn't get on the boat with that open bag of chips. It's like already covering the island. Like right. And how long had they? How long could they have possibly been selling that? Like they like went so far off course. Or it's spoke, I don't know. It's it's very questionable. Um, Would you sail a boat in a foreign no. place that you'd never been to no. before? Like it's like I know that it's very cavalier of him. You can rent a boat and do boating in places like, but like even having worked at a, like a nonprofit that's like about the ocean boating and things and like technically I guess I do know how to do it I would never I wouldn't actually do, take a like, small child crazy. a toddler on a boat with you yeah I was like with no oh food. I'm gonna go sail from like this hotel to like a random island myself. in a very dingy like podunk just like to- like very suspicious looking boat yeah it's bizarre um and then they're like oh they're lost and they're angry at Danny and then Becky finds an island I think Becky might have wanted to get lost. We'll get there. Ooh, twists. Um, I didn't expect that. Maybe maybe she's a contender. Um, it's really a Becky or DJ. 
Um, so then they're on the island and they discover there's nothing there and they go out and like look for and then they go off and like wonder and then they come back and then the boat's gone. Okay guys, we're gonna have our picnic on the boat. Now if the trade winds are favorable, we can still make the Polynesian show. Of course, if we're late, this could spell disaster for the clipboard of fun. Bye-bye, boat. How cute. Michelle's leaving bye-bye to our boat. Oh, DJ, don't be silly. I tied up our boat, right? <laughs> there! It is our boat! Come back! Hurry, Dad! So you'll never catch that boat. I don't want to catch the boat. I want to catch Danny! <laughs> Which, like, he tied the boat to, like, a piece of driftwood. With a jump rope. With, like, yeah, you, were, you were watching the episode and you're like, he, like a that's a piece jump of wood rope. that could have floated off on its own. Yeah. Let alone hold the boat. You, I, you didn't. And I know he didn't do, like, a Boy Scouts knot. He didn't do, like, a good, right. like, nautical knot. He, like, did a little loop. It didn't raise any red flags that you didn't tie up at a dock. Exactly. Or, like, presumably you were sailing to a place you thought you could just sit like it, it, there's so many you know exactly holes like why not go like why not do it once over around the island in the boat to see like where the dock is i i wouldn't presume they submitted to this island so quickly <laughs> as just like a dad they just gave up a boat captain i would never just be like yeah i'm gonna just dock in like a harbor you need nautical chart like it's like they're looking at a chart but i'm like do you know how deep this harbor is like there right are, there are a lot of considerations like you don't want to hit any That's shallows like die. they could have died like, in a different world a different a different tv show they would have died it's difficult to navigate like it's like you have to follow ugh, I don't want to hit any shoals. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so I think I also have a theory that maybe someone untied the boat. Maybe. Ooh. Maybe the person who did who wanted to stay on the island untied the boat. They're like, this is my fantasy of keeping us together and codependent, yeah. and yeah. here's how I do it. Yeah. A boat is so expensive. Like honestly, I, it's like the realist in me is just like, he lost a whole fucking. Boat. Or like, it's, it's so much someone money. who wanted to not go back to the house. <gasps> Because I think if it's Becky, she didn't want to go back to the house. Are you going to talk about that more? We'll get there. Or was that a sneak Maybe. preview? Okay. Um, and then, so they're they're mad about the boat being gone. And Jesse is chasing Danny. Um, he throws a clipboard into the water, the magical clipboard. We'll get there. Um, Joey says um, they have the rest of the lives to blame Danny. Also hinting at more lifelong living together it's true they accept the idea that they're trapped on this island <laughs> like instantly with no research or effort um but stephanie believes i mean hune will help them and but becky is already looking for food and shelter so that's why i think that she's able to settle down damn yeah i mean like, she's like we'll just look for food and shelter and like she's like no we're not gonna do a once over around the island we're not gonna she's like no no let's like grab up some sticks and some how big some will that nuts. island be <laughs> It can't be that big. Knowing what we know about how they get to this, like... <laughs> They're, like, a couple yards away from the, a huge island, with presumably, like, with a, yeah. a hotel or some resort, a restaurant, maybe. Like, how... Uh, you weren't going to do... You weren't going to walk, like... You, You've probably built, heard some music. They built a hut later. <laughs> they built a hut, and they're just, like, eating coconuts. They went five steps from the beach and just settled. Right. They're carrying torches around. Like, you didn't commit to walk, like, two miles. Like, they... The act was clear... The concert was not two miles away, even. I don't No. Oh, that. for sure. They would have... Yeah. They didn't even walk, like... Oh, we 
to go to start looking for food, shelter, water, and some crazy glue, because I know I'm going to break a nail. <laughs> what the heck is this? The clipboard comes back, but the boat keeps going. <laughs> got a lot to do, you guys. Come on, let's go. All the bits about, I, like, I will say, as problematic as the episode is, the, the gag with the clipboard gets... I, so now let's, let's start thinking about the, the <laughs> attachment that the clipboard has to Danny. So the clipboard has, like, a schedule that's, like, them together all the time and mm-hmm. not leaving each other. And so I think the clipboard wants to be with Danny because he has the right idea to, like, keep them all together. Oh, yeah. And that's why it keeps going back to Danny and like, maybe whoever, like, who else in the family in that, in that scenario, in that group didn't want to be together at all. Or, like, wanted a long time. For, Becky wanted a long time with, De- with Jesse. Yeah, because she's horned up. Yeah. As you are. <laughs> As I would be if I was, like, in Hawaii and, like, he was wearing, Jesse is wearing these, like, neon green Jesse, shorts. let's not, yeah, we don't have to, Jesse's a fox. He's a. Right. No matter what he's wearing, he's a fox, but he's got neon green shorts on. So, even more. Yeah. Even better. The fashion in this episode is, like, Next peak. level. Yeah. Bright colors, white sandals. I love it. Love it. So, they split up to gather food and resources because they that's where they live now. That's their life now. Bringing a coconut <laughs> sidebar is, like, really hard. Yeah. Like, it's not, like, you don't have any tools. So, I'm, like, just to really go to the effort of that, like, honestly, like, I'm lazy. I would rather just walk around and find people before I commit to, like, constructing a hut. Also, I'd like, rather ugh. walk around till I'm exhausted and lay down and die than, like, settle down and try to break on the coconut. Like... It's hard to break a coconut. They don't have concrete to break it on. Like, I guess they could, like, break it on a rock. This, again, goes to this Gilligan's Island fantasy where it's just bits involving coconuts and, like... The magical coconuts. The coconut is a wonderful... Listen, it's a coconut. It's a wonderful plant. You know, it's like, this is a wonderful resource. There's a lot that you can do with the the fibers. And, you know, like, I grow my plants in coconut coir. Like, it's great. You know, team coconut. They're just like wasting. I probably how many coconuts did they go through? You think they probably just like made meals out of it and just like took all the coconuts, like just depleted the resources. What's their plan? They gave up use of coconuts as part of their hut. You know, like really um, before walking around even a little bit. Um, so after they split up, Joey's hit on the head with a coconut, and then he, in his deliria, he sees a woman in, in the water. And somehow, in his delusion, he, she knows his name, and he like runs after her to like be with her and hug her. Seeing girls out in the water getting conked on the noggin with a coconut. I bet you Pluto's got something to do with this. All right. I mean, maybe Full House is indicting this fantasy. Like, they're playing with the idea Ooh. of... So, like, maybe... like Maybe it's because he's hurt, concussed in the head, or, like, it takes a, a certain kind of, like, mental detachment to objectify women that way. Yeah. Like, you know, they're playing with... That's the thing about Full House. It's, like, as problematic as it often is. It's, like, you know, I feel like they are a little bit playing with some of these tropes and things. Like, yeah, 
she's a mirage. Like this idea he has of this woman upon meeting her is this is clearly not. And also, based on the music they play whenever they show, it's like a yeah. hint that it's like not reality because the music, the slow motion, whenever she shows up, it's like this isn't reality. This yeah. is his vision or idea of her. Is Full House trying? It's five hundred days of comment. summer. <gasps> oh. <laughs> Joey is Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Is she the manic pixie dream girl? Of this he is, she is. Oh, oh my God. God. It's a, yeah, this male fantasy. So Full House is actually issuing a, as sophisticated of a critique it could at the time of the male fantasy. Oh, it's so deep. Full House is deeper than I realized. I was ready to just write it off. Also, like the, in the other later episode with Kenny's episode, um, we talk about the roles of, um, the expectations of male roles in the house in terms of like chores and housework. Because that Joey episode is really deep in like how, much housework and like woman quote woman's work he does in the house and And how jesse can't handle it danny is so into women's work i say this with you can't see the air quotes but of course (laughs) like you can't say women's work without doing air quotes um danny's so into women's work as well Mm -hmm. we get there there. i saw an essay i can't wait about about, like gender roles and i love it danny's just reading like wages for housework (laughs) getting <laughs> Getting fired up. Know. Oh yeah, he sweeps the island. Joey's uh, D- Danny sweeps the island. Um, yeah. Um, Jesse and Rebecca are having a moment at the waterfall, and he says they have like a romantic moment. He they kiss and then right after they kiss, Jesse ruins it by doing like an Elvis quote. Um, Which is annoying. Like if your man can't stop doing bits, it's annoying. It is annoying. I had a yeah, I dated someone who like had, I'm not gonna talk about it in detail, but like he had a thing that he talked about all the time and I hated it and it was like so now whenever I see that thing, it's I hate like it it's because cute it's like that's your per- that was the personality. Yeah. I was like, can you Is your not whole personality doing that? these Elvis bits? Yeah. And it his kind of is. It's not much else to Jesse in the first couple seasons. It's true. Um so she's pissed about it and she, like she like Cause this tangent about like um, Elvis made the same movie thirty three times and his sideburns suck, <laughs> and Jesse was like, "Oh, so you this whole time, this whole months we've been together, you hated Elvis." He's like, "No, you pushed me to this. Like, <laughs> you made me hate him." Which is what whenever you date someone, yeah, it's like you can make someone hate something. And then that's when Jesse says, "Like, oh, that's because Elvis had better hair than you." Rude. She's wearing a beautiful scrunchie. She looks great. Yeah, this whole time. And then she like jumps into the waterfall to get away from him, and then he follows her. And then so dangerous to my eyes because I'm in, I'm so nervous about everything. She honestly, oh maybe she wants to kill You're herself. You're not familiar with that water body. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> she wanted to die. She's from what, Nebraska. Maybe they have a tradition of like jumping into like, very, yeah. water bodies there. You know, like people. Yeah, it's it's like, oh yeah, we crick. always do these whatever things. But to me, as a, a very nervous person, I'm just like, you don't know about that water body. Like you don't know how deep that is. Exactly. Like, you just jumped in there again. This is fantasy. It's not reality. It's a fantasy of the idea that like you're gonna fight with your like partner and that you're like I'm gonna do something really fucking dramatic like I'm jumping off a cliff yeah Becky's very like not unstable but like very like impulsive all right fresh water a lot of fresh water it's beautiful Jesse this is so romantic kiss me Paradise Hawaiian style, little mama. Jesse, we're finally alone and you're still talking about Elvis. Enough! What's the matter? You got a problem with the king? The king made the exact same movie 33 times. The only thing that changed were those stupid sideburns. <laughs> Hold on a second. 
Are you trying to tell me that you have a problem with Elvis's sideburns? Yes, I believe that's what I just said. Well, well, well. After all these months, the truth finally comes out. You hate Elvis Presley. Oh, no, not at first, but you pushed me too far. You know what your problem is? You're jealous. You're jealous because Elvis has better hair than you do. Better hair? Yeah, check him here. Oh, you know what? What? I don't have to stand here and listen to this. Hey, I'm talking to you. Also makes me think like why that's why yeah. she wants to get away from the house and she's the one that does you know and ultimately does i guess um but comes back i guess for fuller house i don't know until she's in jail or whatever mm, oh it's so complicated have you addressed this on the program mm-hmm. it was the last episode last season we did we covered the episode where ironically it's like where um jesse lies to get his kids into preschool mm-hmm no, did you cover her legal, Lori Laughlin's yeah. legal yeah. troubles? It was like that episode. We oh, talked about it. I picked the episode so we could talk about it. Oh, no. I didn't. Okay. Um, you didn't listen to it. How dare you? I didn't you? listen to that one. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, so then, meanwhile, Stephanie um, is like looking for coconuts, I think. She's looking for... Oh, she found a little fruit on the ground. And then and <laughs> while she... <laughs> And she sees a little boy, and they both think they're Minahune. They both, they both scream Minahune, and they run away. Yeah. She sees, like, a Native Hawaiian, a child who's dressed in, like, the idea of Native Hawaiian clothing. Which we later know, know he's at work. Yeah. He's, like, helping his parents, probably. It's not accurate. I mean, the Western idea of, like, what Native Hawaiian people wear is, like, a a post-sort of vaudeville invention of grass skirts and things. So, like... Mm tough to tough to say but yeah <laughs> so yeah Stephanie runs away and she runs to DJ who's fishing also yeah, she's looking for food it's like they all as a collective just gave up and committed to living on this island for the rest of their life look Mr. Bear orange things you chase them first way too long. How rude. It wasn't just me. Mr. Bear saw him too. Except your only witness has buttons for eyeballs. Trust me, there are no Menahunis. Well, if that's true, then what's going to happen to us? We have no house, or bed, or phone. We can't even call out for pizza. We're doomed. Not doomed. Dad and Uncle Jesse and Joey would never let anything happen to us. They have everything under control. Are you sure? I'm sure. There's nothing to worry about. Thanks, Deej. I've been there for like maybe like an hour. Maybe how this hungry this quickly. I. It just you know. But the thing is, I think it speaks to this fantasy of arriving on a deserted island, like. That's very much a part of the mythology, I think. It comes up in, like, various media. Um, this idea of, like, oh, a sort of a paradise island. Like, like again, I brought it before. Like, a Gilligan's Island, a Swiss Family Robinson. Like, um, the idea that you're going to come upon this, like, untouched, I don't know, 
yeah, like Virgin Islands, yeah, to start over. Mm-hmm. This is very and the resources much. are yours for the picking. Like forget right. like it's, local conservation laws yep. and needs. Just like take whatever you want. It's Just- open to you. This is for you. <laughs> like the way that like I mean I always bring everything back to colonialism, but like yeah, the idea that the earth is like yours for the taking and it's mandated because you're Christian. Mm-hmm. Let's like stake our claim. They just like colonize the island. Right. So, oh, this, ooh, this episode is like a metaphor for colonization. They, they really are. Like, it's like... They ended up there, weren't in plan, mm-hmm. but decided it was theirs. They're the softer, gentler face of colonialism. This was so woke. No, that's not woke. <laughs> Being no, a gentle no, face of colonialism, like, is it, do you think it's an indictment of that mentality? I think so. It's like, yeah, it's like a exposing of that. I guess it's like, that's... The idea that it's an exposing of that is deep in the subtext. I mean, this is our disturbed minds reading way too into it. And this, and they, they made it as a commercial. And that was yeah. the extent of their thought into it. Because, <laughs> you know, the thing I think about Full House all the time is that it's this idea of life and the world that, like, as a child with, like, a strict upbringing that, like, wasn't very worldly, I, like, was like, oh, this is my access to the world. This is, like, what I bought into Kind of. And it's not malevolent. Like, they're not presenting... It doesn't present as like, oh, these are evil colonizers. They're malevolent, you know, but it's like they're unintentionally perpetuating. Yeah, that's true. These kind of like, they painted it as, oh, this just ended up this way. And yeah, yeah. They're like inadvertently doing colonizer things. Yeah. Without realizing it. And it's like, if you like, if you look at it with deeper eyes, you can see like how messed up it is. But like, it's like a very in line with like the 1990s, like textbook, what we were taught with like how things were settled in this country. It's like, oh, just like well-meaning folks just needed help. And they just like took what (laughs) they needed because like they needed it. Well, these people just uh, immigrated to America. We'll just ignore all the people. Nope, nope, nope. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. Um, (laughs) um, Speaking of that. Stephanie says, oh, she found a Mina Hune, and um, Adidas like, no, they're not real. They don't exist. And then mm-hmm. Stephanie's like, well, if they don't exist, then how are they going to, what's going to happen to them? And then, like, the pseudo talk, the ha- I think this, this is the talk that happens when Adidas, like, mm. or part one, when the talk where Adidas says, well, nothing was going to happen to them because the guys would never let them, anything happen to them. <laughs> She leaves out Becky's name. She like lists Danny, Dad, Be- um, yeah. Jesse, and the men in charge are going to make sure that nothing bad happens. <laughs> Becky <laughs> is a liability. She <laughs> she can't be trusted. <laughs> but the guys will take care of us. Earlier in the episode, DJ is like, "Becky, come! Like it's going to be you and I will have so much fun hanging out." Which I actually thought was like a little bit not weird, weird, but it's just like she's the only woman in her life. Yeah. I mean, she's very attached to Becky. Yeah. Like, we learned that later, too. It's, that. like, not actually weird that she's like, yeah, come, we'll have fun. But it's like, yeah, if I'm Becky, it's like, no, I want to go there and be horny. Mm-hmm. Like, not necessarily, like, I don't know. Babys- mother- babysitting. Babysitting, exactly. But but Becky is a better... No, I mean, I guess I would... Yeah, if there was, like, a kid who lost their parents, I would... Yeah. I'd, I'd step up if I had to. Dita's kind of an annoying horse girl at this point. But yeah, she's a horse girl energy. You're right. But she she's literal horse girl. And the opening credit, she's riding a horse into yes. the ponytail. Yes, a braided right. braided ponytail. That's <laughs> right. Um, so she's a strong horse girl. Um, but Stephanie's a good time. Michelle's a good time. I would yeah. If I was in Becky's shoes, I'd be like, I'll I'll hang. I'll deal with you guys. Yeah. I mean, if, again, if I was getting a free trip to Hawaii, I would just. I'd, oh, happily, I wouldn't yeah. complain oh, at yeah. all. No, I'm surprised you complained as much as you did. Honestly. 
for a free trip to Hawaii. Like, That's watch a fair the point. stupid Elvis sites or go to the stupid Elvis sites and just deal with it. But then I guess there is a tension where it's like, okay, my like wealthy coworker is financing my trip here. So it's like, okay, like. Oh, yeah, that's weird. Like, your coworker paying. My wealthy older coworker. No. <laughs> He's not that much older than her, but like, technically. She's a little, yeah, maybe two years. Because Jesse's not that much younger than Danny. Oh. Assuming she and yeah. Becky are the same, he and Becky are the same age. I mean, it's like I don't think Danny's like pervy or creepy or anything. No, but it's like work dynamics. Yeah, when you depend on other people's generosity, it can it's it can so be awkward. Yeah, I'm gonna have like a, my friends' parents and like I think we talked about it before. Like, yeah, I'm bad in general with people doing stuff for me and giving me money and it's like yeah paying for stuff for me but if your boyfriend's being annoying by talking about elvis too much it's like what are you not supposed to say anything because like he keeps doing oh yeah people do some people do hold it over your head like oh well, well we pay for this like you're you're only here because of us and, yeah. like they could like be really shitty and like hold that over you which jesse doesn't he know? doesn't oh not at all it never came up but never i thought yeah. i don't think interesting <laughs> this is so bizarre <laughs> podcast is so bizarre <laughs> um <laughs> oh, and then they cut to Danny sleeping on the beach. This family is broken. He says, <laughs> this, he is says this island hurt. is a pigsty, which I feel like, again, is a very colonial mm. view of a place to, so, just, yeah, to not understand pigsty. it and to just think, oh, this is just a waste. And yeah, it's, that, it's like yeah. that commentary. Same with Joey's thing. It's like, it's that commentary, but also it's like he, they're both sick. Like, he's a, that's his, like, OCD. Yeah, that is full very, force. yeah. But also he's being shitty and kind of racist, but... Which is what it is to be American. Oh, yes. Just being kind of racist all the time. <laughs> Just being kind of, like, what are you, like, yeah. completely unaware of it all yeah. at the same time. I'm um, a good guy, like... Yeah, I meant to, I meant to, I meant to be. Yeah, and nice. you know what, I this is to. not to say, like, I'm a white woman. I do not absolve white women of You're that. white? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Like, I feel like it's easy to just be like, oh, yeah, these white men are so shitty. Nah, like, white women are so shitty, too. Like, yeah. you know. Oh, people are fine. People find really interesting ways. Even, like, in my owner, <laughs> we all just find ways to be shitty to another group. Right. Yeah. Like, we, if you grow up in a racist country, you're going to be kind of racist. Yeah. And you have to, like. Even, like, see a self-hatred can happen to minorities and everything. It's, mm-hmm. it's a cycle. Yeah. Um, fun fact. Uh, and then an airplane <laughs> flies overhead and... The Fantasy Island bit. They then... The plane, the plane! Yeah, I think I'll play a clip there. Um, and then they they fight because the plane goes away and they can't flag it down because it's so far away, I guess. Someone is a pigsty. Daddy! The plane, the plane! <laughs> the plane! The plane! <laughs> They can't hear us. They're gone. We're going to be stranded on this island forever. Oh, and I suppose that's my fault? Don't answer that. <laughs> I'll answer it. Of course it's your fault. I'd say we leave you and start our own tribe. What's it going to be? A tribe of Elvis impersonators? Oh, that's really well, all that's you're talking right about is Elvis. Enough Elvis, of the Elvis stuff. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. DJ, I thought you said they had everything under control. Stop fighting! We're all in this together. The whole reason for this trip was to celebrate being a family. We're lucky to have each other. I bet if we start working together as a team, we can make Potato Chip Crumb Island a totally rad place to hang. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't think he even thought it would happen. He, he wants to put on. I think Danny wants to put on that that he wanted to get it, but also he was just fine with them being stuck together yeah, too. He's happy. Um, <clears throat> and then DJ tells them to stop fighting and that if they wanted to, they can make Potato Chip Island to a rad place to hang. A totally rad place to hang. I don't know. <laughs> they wanted to. <laughs> so yeah, that's like they're. She yeah, she's also like she's she's like we're here now, guys. This <laughs> this is it. Life I've now. got my like conch shell. <laughs> Like, which was very also Lord of the Flies, like. Oh right, yeah, that's so true. She's got the conch shell. I'm like, damn, these are like literary. They were fighting. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, who would like be like the Lord of the Flies? Who like be the alpha in this situation? Oh my god, yeah, I forget. The only person whose name I remember is Piggy, the dorky one with the glasses. Mm Because I, I'm like, well, I have glasses. I identify (laughs) with that one. Um, who's the alpha there? Uncle Jesse? He's more, the most alpha in the family, I But guess. he can't... But he's not in control. No. It's weird because Danny has all these, like, femme characters. I write about that in my essay because, like, there are different... There's, like, a tension the first couple seasons between Danny and Jesse, particularly, who's going to be the matriarch in the family. Yes! Yeah! Um, and there's, like, a tension because it, Danny is the patriarch because like he is he claims to be that because he's the one who goes out to work mm-hmm. in the beginning like so like someone has to be home yeah and do like the women's work yeah um so it's about tension between like will jesse submit to that submit quote to that role Ooh, yeah gender is very interesting on yeah. this program yeah the gender role because like there's no woman so like who's gonna be the woman in situation rather yeah. than who's gonna like just do these tasks like gender neutrally <laughs> damn yeah it is really fascinating yeah um, and then Joey's episode, we were talking about like how Joey's like oddly good at it and doesn't make a thing about it and doesn't, oh, it's well, well like the way oh, I would say it now, Joey, when he does it, quote, women's work, he like it's he infuses his own personality and identity into that work, but mm-hmm. Jesse completely loses his, his identity and the women's work and becomes like a stereotypical idea of a woman. Interesting. He can't like let yeah. his personality exist with doing women's works or housework he has to become a woman for it to make sense to him wow that's yeah. really interesting anyway <laughs> um spoiler and also becky's wardrobe changed they, after they dump into the water yeah becky's no longer in a swimsuit in that like shirt she's in a dress now with where do dry all hair. her clothes come from that made it to the island those wardrobe changes in this episode are wild it's and sporadic not really making sense about when it happens because sometimes like they'll they change clothes because they get wet sometimes it's just, it's right. just like a new outfit just because yeah no duffel bags to be seen that they're changing and also like the you time know. period like is this one day there has it been a week you know no idea like what's time what is what is time what is time anymore <laughs> on that program um okay and then we cut to the hut they built a hut <laughs> and that's a fire it's like i'm definitely seeing like the the hut is made of like a there's bamboo like they've like cut branches it. like they like cut branches to be a certain size right. and like what tools have you weave used things weave leaves like the, who climbed what to get the leaves right i i don't trust that the leaves dried in that amount of time mm-hmm. maybe they found pre-dried leaves i'm unclear again it's a fantasy it's a that's and how would they know to? Because they seem very confident in a lot of ways. And how do they suddenly know how to like construct? Like if you're a boy scout or a girl scout, maybe like I maybe say, DJ took control. I think DJ's a handy girl. Yeah, like it's like maybe. And also Becky is hardly Becky is like a handy. I think we learned she's like more rugged and rustic than we give her credit for. That's true. Like there's a quip about her breaking a nail earlier. Like mm-hmm. ooh, I need crazy glue because I broke a nail. Like yeah. ooh, but like yeah, well, she contains multitudes. So she does. She's more diesel. 
than the the other ones. Mm. Um, so they're they're in the hut with the fire. They're drinking out of coco- they're drinking out of coconuts um, that they opened in fort fashion. So like very conveniently sized <laughs> <laughs> cups, or essentially yeah. for them. I'd like to make a toast. Here's to Dad, Uncle Jesse, and Joey, and Becky for building our beautiful new home. Thank you. And for being the best big sister on this whole island, here's to DJ. Yeah. Yeah. Here to paper. Um, and then Stephanie hears her drumming, and she thinks it's a minahune. Um, and then they they run after her, and then because there was drumming. So that's not far away. No, it's not far away at all. So that means there was this huge state, this huge arena, basically, like amphitheater, really. It was filmed in the Polynesian Cultural Center, which has weird Mormon ties, as I googled. Yeah, so like, (laughs) (laughs) so it was it was that where the film was. Was it where? Which island was it on then? Uh, oh, in real life? Yeah. I forget which island it's on. It's one of the bigger, IRL. or it's one of the... Yeah, I think it's on, like, Hawaii or Oahu. Like, it's, yeah. it's like, on a... It's not even on, because, like, there are... There is at least one island that, like, most people can't, like, go to. Like, it's just, like, residents that live there, I think. Mm. But, like, yeah, no, this is, like, a... Well, as we know, the island of Pua does not... I mean, listen, I just did vague Googling, but I Googled Pua, Hawaii, and, like, the only thing that comes up is, like... Pua is a word. Pua is a girl that was on um, Road Rules. Semester <laughs> <laughs> at Sea. I didn't watch. Pua was a girl. Road Rules. Because this is in Road Rules. That tracks. And she confronted the other girl for copying her work. The other girl, like, I forgot her name, but she was like a compulsive liar and like steal and thief. And like, she would oh cheat, like, cheat compulsively and like blatantly and she got caught and she would lie about it. It was really weird. Like, go, go on YouTube and look up Pua. I, yeah, maybe I should dip back into it. Anyway. <laughs> Early I think y'all, she stole. TV. She stole from them. She was stealing stuff. It's so wild. To steal a semester at sea when you're on a boat. Just, just cameras. Seems, you know, wild. But um, anyway, that's where like, that's where Pua comes to me. <laughs> uh, she was a cool girl. She has shaved head. She's cool. Because hmm. um, I um, and then while they're walking, steps away from where they were, some guys jump yeah. out. And so, um, do you want to talk about the garb they're wearing and like your thoughts on that? <sighs> all right, yeah, thoughts about so, it. So you know, we've got all of these dudes in, like obviously tattoos are traditional across like different Polynesian cultures. So like I can't say without having done more research, I can't say if the tattoos are accurate or not. Like. Um, but they are this stereotype of a an island savage. They jump out. Um, you know, Jesse makes these comments like, take, you know, take the men, like leave the women and children. Like they're portrayed as these terrifying others. They're mm-hmm. portrayed as like a savage. Like they forgot. I think they did result or like disintegrate into Lord of the Fies mentality. We're like, oh, we're in the middle of nowhere. Like law is gone now. Right. Like, yeah. We're, we're in we're in Hawaii, but they forgot that. And this like, is a like United States state. That they would. I mean, there are savages state, quote but. roaming around who can like kill them with right murder them. <laughs> yeah. No consequence. Yeah. And you know, then it's like revealed. Like they're like these gentlemen who are in. Um, the, you know, the garb is like this sort of more westernized idea of like traditional, um, traditional costume. And then like, and then they say like, oh, we'd like to teach people before. Oh, 
oh, like, yeah, like, we like to tease people. But my question is, like, I have a question about the timeline and all this, like, and how, who planned what in this? Like, did they plan them getting lost? Did, did they, the showrunners still steal the boat? Like, so many how questions. much of it was, like, part of the teasing? Yeah. Was that jumping out the only part of the teasing and they just happened to... Because, like, the, the group of dudes who, quote, unquote, captures them, you know, are, like, leading them off somewhere. And then, you know, whatever, Jesse and, and Danny are, like, spinning their wheels. And then it's like, oh, yeah. Like, so the guy says, like, oh, we like to tease the tourists in a New Zealand accent. Yes. That's so, stuck out to me a lot. I was like, is this Maori? Like, what are you doing? Right. Yeah. So it's like, uh, okay. And then they're like, oh, yeah, you guys are the guys who, like, lost their boat. Like, haha. Like, but we're bringing you on stage now. And it's just like. This is the man of Hornies. We're saved. Come on, everybody. Ste- Stephanie, wait, wait a minute. Honey, hold on. It's dark out there. Steph. Don't worry. The men of Hornies are very cute and friendly. Leave the women and children, just take the men. Actually, just take the man responsible. Uh, excuse me, sir. I don't mean to pry, but where are we? Pua. Pua? We're here! See, the skipper got us to the right island, just the wrong side of it. You must be the owners of the boat they washed ashore. Sorry if we scared you, but we like to tease the tourists before we put them on stage. Pretty funny, eh? <laughs> This is Polynesia invites our visitors to join us on stage for Tahitian dancing. Who is were you, were people watching them? Exactly, and why didn't no, maybe they didn't the think boat? they need help? Maybe they assumed they oh they'll they'll walk and see that they're not they'll they're just hanging out. Maybe they didn't they probably didn't know that like they needed help because like you can't take any, they're too it's close. Like, it's too dreamlike and fantastical to accept any of those facts <laughs> on their face because it's completely out, like insane. I think it was someone's dream. Because it's like, these are performers in a show. What are they doing hanging out outside of, like, theoretically, they would be, like, backstage getting ready for their show. They wouldn't just be, like, hanging out in the vaguely woodsy area nearby where they're performing. Exactly. Maybe they're smoking something. He's like, Uh, oh, let's let's play. Yeah, they're like, yeah, we're going to go off and, like, smoke some weed and then, like, do our, you know, performance for the tourists. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. It's it's all very mystical and magic, and it can only be explained by supernatural yeah, it really, yeah. Again, it's another island fantasy. Reality. Um, and then, so yeah, they take him on stage, and then Joey sees the girl that he's been looking for the whole time, and she, like, he said, oh, yeah, he said, he says, like, oh, I've been looking for you, and she, like, skips over that. She doesn't acknowledge that he said that. Said, I'm just gonna do my job, and like, oh, do you wanna dance with me? She's like, dance, <laughs> yeah, dance with me. It's like... And he says, read these hips, I think. Yeah. Or read my hips. It's a read my lips. It's a yeah. bush joke. Yeah. Read my hips. Yeah. No um, new taxes. I, I just appreciate how she, like, didn't... I think she protected herself by, like, not acknowledging the fact that he'd been thinking about her this whole time. And it's like, oh, no. I'm just like, hey, let's dance. <laughs> yeah. Just, like, ignore, like, your creepy <laughs> obsession with me. <laughs> hey, it's you. I've been looking all over for you. Would you like to dance with me? Read my hips. Because she wasn't there seeing him around for real. No, no. Maybe she, like, 
because maybe she did pass him on the bike but like she definitely didn't like notice that it was oh this is a guy from the hotel earlier she's she was like oh hi cute enough for me to like if i'm her i wouldn't be like oh i met like if he was okay uncle jesse if i met him at oh the yeah end. but like i'd be like oh you're that hawkeye from earlier like hey i'm into it joey dressed the way he was he's very him right. and danny were dressed very ner- geekily and like very beige Literally. Yeah. He's not hot enough that I would be like, oh, you're that like really fuckable guy from our Exactly. No way. So he, she's just, a, yeah, she's, he's just another person to her. And meanwhile, he's like, has this whole narrative about her. And, and the fact that they're on stage at all. <laughs> it's so crazy that they're like brought again. This is why it's a fantasy because it's like I mean, they're it's typical for them. It's like the second yeah. time so far, and it's season three. It's the second time they've been on stage. Like your dream vacation is like you're the special one. You're special enough to be brought up on stage. Like people recognize it by you. And then not only bottom stage, you get to sing a song and right. be the lead. They let Uncle Jesse sing Rockahula because Becky. During like an allegedly talks to the drummer and event. the drummer can like spread word to the band that they're playing. <laughs> they're like, we're letting this random dude we don't know if he sings in his Bill Blast slacks. Like, like maybe Jet Danny paid for a huge package and they were like the special VIP guests. Oh, I mean, maybe. Okay, that does exist. I think. Yeah. Being the like Disney princess for a day. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that's like the situation. Danny like put good money into this. I think it's, like, the fantasy that's, like, if you, hey, like, if you take your family on vacation, you will be treated, like, right. everyone will, like, this is going to be you're your experience. a star. Which right? is not true at all. No. It's a fantasy of what a vacation is, which yeah. clearly, I mean, like, we watched, Everything works out fine. You know, a 20-minute long ad, which yeah. worked. It worked. It worked. Yeah, I wonder, like, how many people... We're taking the podcast to Hawaii. <gasps> I mean, like, I want to just record in San Francisco. When this podcast takes off, we do live shows. We're gonna do a live show in San Francisco. Oh my god, I've never been to San Francisco. It's great. I really, I want to go to the baby. This one's for you and for Elvis. Rockabilly, your heart out, baby. Ben knows the song. That's it. That's the end of the episode. It ends with a great. I'm not going to play that part at the end of the, this episode. Jesse singing. Yeah. I do like his outfit because he's got that like uh, tank top, that like black 90s tank top, and those. They're like big. They're like a 90s pant. And there's cross too. They're a slacks. I'd call them slacks. Yeah. Like the wardrobe that I'm mostly excited about from the 90s is very colorful. But like his look is like, a, it's like a black pant and a, or a black shirt and a white pant. That. No, that's the thing. It's like, that's not usually my look, but I'm like, what if I start wearing dad or like man looks from the 90s? And that's, in, in that scenario, you I would wear more muted colors. Yeah, I I don't love a muted color, but I'm like as something new because I always work. Just try it. Why not? Like, I guess it would be like a more. I guess that would be more butch look. I think I want to like start dressing like I'm Becky. I think it's like next time I go shopping. You always like like her outfits. I do. They're always like sort of baggy and like yeah yeah. 
I like playing. I like the idea of wearing like an Uncle Jesse outfit, but looking like a slutty lady in it. How do you do that, though? To have big boobs, I guess. True. I mean, that's yeah, that's all we need to like become slutty. I if have, you, like, if I have you many got a tank top a, on. a cardigan to wear because whatever sleeveless yeah. things I wear <laughs> needs to have it's a cardigan over it. That's true. You're like, I have to hide my body. But it's like, what if I embraced it but wore like a dad tank top that's cut like a dad tank top mm-hmm. but then your bra would be showing. Yeah. Like, it'd be a full-on bra Ooh, showing look. look. Right? But then you'd have a dad pants with it which kind so of makes like, it what are, frumpier. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I like... I mean, I like being intentionally ugly Me a too. little bit. It's fun. Yeah, I like the, yeah. I think I submit it because I, like, it's hard for me to, like, look super, like, it's hard to look the way I look right now, which is, like, together. This is the most together I can look. look I mean, she looks fantastic right now. She has a great dress on. But, like, in stunning. my natural state, like, I like to, like, look a little dirty. <laughs> you I know? think it's, it's, like, a good way to ward people off, too. Oh, yeah. It's a defense mechanism. You're like, please. <laughs> it's like, a wall I put up. I'm wearing slacks right now. Please don't talk to me. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I'm very unapproachable <laughs> on purpose. Um, that's the end. How do I end this episode? Thanks for listening. Oh, let's like plug, um, follow me on Instagram. Yeah. THNBF podcast on Instagram. Um, and yeah, I'll post like pictures that we talk about here on that. It'll be all fashion Yeah, post the outfits. Yeah, it's always that. We love it. Maybe we should start, start like a, a Tumblr. I do like a rogue Tumblr that I'll start just on the whim, where I'll just like put the I outfits. I do love a Tumblr. Oh, I have many. <laughs> I'll have like many that I've started I had a Tumblr that was about weeds for a little while. Not weed, marijuana, but just like different weeds that you Aww. find in New York City. That's like, lovely. It was a really wholesome Tumblr. <laughs> I had one about space savers in Boston. Um, about what? Space savers. It's like what people people in Boston put out little, after they <gasps> dig out their car, they put little objects outside to save their parking spot. And like, it's like an unspoken rule. Like you can't, you see an object there, you can't take that parking spot. So I would take oh pictures God. of them and like put like um, captions underneath that like were in the voice of like a pretentious art museum. <gasps> that sounds, oh, I love that. The Art of Saving Space is the name of it. Ooh. So I, I love a rogue Tumblr. Maybe I can do like I a do. Tumblr Ooh, like for that. the full house fashions. Specifically Becky. It'll be mostly Becky. Someone did do in Red Hook a tree stump. They like cut like a piece of a tree stump and put it on the street with a sign that was like laminated on it to say that it was for saving a space. But people in New York, there's no like even it's it's not like a it's, it's not like a part of the culture of though. That's why I found in Boston it so like hot. they would you would fight if someone took your move your space saver. Damn. Yeah. It's a lot of fucking snow there. Yeah, and especially like the the last year I was there it was like the most insane. It was like feet like to my head. Yeah. yeah. When I go visit my siblings, I'm like, this is too much. It is, it is way too much. We yeah. had to like we had to show our own walk. We had a we had a huge driveway and like a huge <sighs> sidewalk in front of us. We had to show ourselves. We had to take shifts. We had I lived in a triple decker and like each apartment had to take shifts throughout the night shoveling to that so it wouldn't like pile up too fast. Nope. That's the landlord's job. Shut it down. I'm just we pay so little rent. He was like, you can, you have to shovel yourself. Yeah. I'm like, oh, fine, fine. That's <laughs> it was a, a great apartment. I guess. Like, yeah. Yeah. Th- I mean, that cheap. that works out. Yeah, in a good neighborhood, a great neighborhood. That's <laughs> <laughs> the one spot. <laughs> that's it. Um, but I, I don't know. It's like a, I like it. it's a nice small time. Anyway, we're done. This is last. Bye. Podcast <laughs> over. Bye, guys. <laughs> <All right. laughs> we're unbelievable.